having a threesome with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers. And now, it's complicated. Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I'm not Jen. And I am Rob. So you know how you ask your friends where you should take your first date? What on earth this text means? And if it's okay to post a certain pic on the socials? Well, that's what we call your village, and we think you can't date or relate without them. Welcome to our village, and you should be pumped to be here because we are bringing you expert guests who are filled with all the answers that will take some of the guessing out of the game. Make sure you subscribe and share our podcast with your friends so we can help the village grow even bigger. You can find us at It's Complicated Podcast wherever you get your pods, and don't forget to tell a friend. Okay, guys, we are talking about mindset today. Your mindset determines the actions that you take and the actions that you don't take. This is why everyone is talking about the importance of changing your thoughts lately, like how important it is, everyone needs to do this, like change your perspective, blah, blah, blah. But how do we actually execute this? We need to know. So we all know, like in the past or currently, if something is bothering you or you're worrying about an issue, Telling yourself or someone tells you, oh, don't worry or calm down, like that does not help. So that is not how you change your mindset. It's deeper than that. And let's also be clear, changing your mindset is not a cute way to put a positive spin on like a negative situation either. Mm -hmm. The, The bad dates, the breakups, the relationships that have toxic surround toxic things surrounding them, that's all real. We're not also, we're not asking you to cover up that trauma with rose colored glasses. What we're suggesting here is a way to train your brain to handpick the good things that exist in your current reality, which will then in turn allow you to feel and view your current reality in a way like that you're not stuck in this horrible dating situation or in this toxic relationship or you're not trapped with these negative relationship patterns or you're not a failure because you're not currently part of a couple, any of those things. If you can change your mindset to look at something differently in order to see all of the options available, then you can adopt a new mindset in those real situations. And maybe you can think of them like this. Oh, maybe I can figure this out or it's not so bad or have empathy for the other person and understand where they're coming from. So their actions don't propel you into this insecure world. So no matter what your reality is, if you train your mindset, you may be able to have a more positive, healthy view of things. There's a filter in your brain called the reticular activating system. I'll say it again. Reticular activating system. This RAS won't change your reality, but it will change you and your ability to face adversity and give you courage and resources to face the issues that come up time and time again in your dating and relationships and and the reality that surrounds your every day. So today you might notice That was Lauren talking a lot. I'm talking a lot. Jen's not here. So Lauren and I are going to get into this RAS system. We're going to break it down. We're going to break down what RAS is, how to use it correctly, what exercises you can use to train your brain every day to only let important stuff in and filter out all the bad stuff and how this system can change your dating and relationship struggles for good. Not And not only relationship and dating, but everything. 
That's right, guys. Everyone, we all know everyone loves a good filter here. But do you even know about the one in your brain? Yeah, let's discuss. We're going to break- <laughs> brain filter. I love it. <laughs> break this all down and talk about how this brain filter works so we can use it. Okay. So this, well, top- so you were, you were telling me that, uh, this is from, um, Mel Robbins, podcast, right? Yeah, you saw so- that you listen to Mel Robbins podcast. Yes. And we, when I have time, I try, but we, right. we've all heard iterations of this, correct? Like the secret. And, um, like if you read that book, E squared and it's all around, it's all based on the same idea, but I think once you know that this is actual neuroscience, that this sort of explanation that we're going to give you right now and break it down for you to digest so that you get what it is and then you can actually use an exercise. Right. To right. Like- we all, like you said, we all have, we all have, you know, Esther Hicks and we all listen to yeah. YouTube and we all know that change your mind, change your reality. There's so many books out there about this, but it's hard to do. And it's so easy when there's somebody in front of you, it, like, look, like I say, we're talking about this in general in life, but mostly we're talking about relationships because that's what this podcast is about. It's so easy when somebody is doing things negative or showing negative traits or not doing something that you would, would consider positive in front of you to take that and see the positive side of it. Right? Yeah, it's hard. And also when you're in a relationship, it's it feels a little less like you're in control because somebody else, like you mentioned, their actions are affecting you. So like, if you get good at this, like recognizing what the art reticular activating system can do and how to train your brain, you might be in a very toxic relationship and this will not save you. But for some certain situations, this will work. So yes, this was inspired by a Mel Robbins podcast where she broke down the reticular activating system, the RAS, and how it can help in everyday life things. But we obviously saw this as an opportunity to hone in on how this could help you in dating and relationships. So right. the reticular activating system, it's a brain function that we all have. And once we know how it works, we're going to use it to our advantage. Okay. So, right. so it's a brain function that we yeah. all have like opening your eyes or breathing, right? It's, it's like, there. It's, it's, just there. there. it's just not being used properly. So most of the time. Yeah, it's not taught in school. It's never really talked about unless you like live in a city like LA where you, everyone's talking about this kind of shit. But like a lot of it's surface shit. So we're going to break like dive deep so you know what it is and how to do it. So the RAS scientifically here, it's a bundle of nerves at your brain stem that filters in information so the important stuff gets through to your brain. So you focus on it and you see that and it becomes important to you. But the key is you have to train your brain to identify what is important by shifting your focus. This RAS cannot differentiate between positive and negative. It just mm. only lets in the thoughts that you have over and over again. And now it is decided to file those away as important. But what if those important thoughts to you are negative? Like, for example, well, let's get into it. Let's get into an analogy first, because that always helps me understand things. Yeah. Analogies are there to help you put situations that you might not be able to comprehend into your everyday vernacular. Yes. Okay. So imagine a bouncer standing outside of a club and that bouncer is only letting certain people in to enjoy the music and the drinks and the fun. If you live in LA, you know what this looks like or any major city. Okay. Well, the RAS is the bouncer and your brain is the club. Okay. So now you got to remember you personally are in charge of the guest list that 
that bouncer is reading so they can decide who gets in. So for example, let's say you're feeling insecure in a relationship and you're focused on your boyfriend or girlfriend. Maybe they're not spending enough time with you. So it's making you feel insecure. And those are the only things that you're kind of noticing, right? Like you're only kind of noticing things like, well, where is he today? Or where is she? Or what is she doing? That's so important that she hasn't texted me back. Or who is he with tonight? Or are these friends like bad influences? All these things are things that you're taking note of and focusing on. And now the bouncer's like, cool. Okay. Oh, look, didn't text you back. Let that one in. Uh, didn't call you until four hours after they said they were going to call you. Let that one in. And basically right, because you put these, you put these th- thoughts on the list. <laughs> You're like, well, let these thoughts you in. You made these thoughts important. So now that's all you're seeing. And right. we'll explain why that's all you're seeing soon and how to like do an exercise that proves that this is true and then how to right. change it. But well, before, before we get into the exercises, let's talk about some personal experiences we have with this, because I think that's, Look, we can be a scientific journal all we want, right? Yeah. But I think putting it into our own real lives is what's going to make this understandable right. for everybody. Right. Okay. Right? So Rob, when in the past have you been in a relationship that you were kind of handpicking and noticing like a lot of negative things? Now, obviously this, these relationships didn't work out for you. So maybe at the end of the day, these things were obviously very real or whatever, but can you think back on things where you're like, I don't have to think back. It's every relationship. I think it's everybody in every relationship that you're ever in. It's so easy to sit there and say, these things are happening. Things are going to go wrong. The world's ending. My relationship's ending. Like it's so easy to do that. I found like, I was just, uh, it's so serendipitous that you brought this up. So I was literally having a text message conversation with this girl the other day and her boyfriend is, um, a musician. Okay. And he's going back on tour. And this is like a big deal for her because she is conditioned herself over the years of dating past musicians so that they cheat on tour. Tour is all about partying and cheating, right? So no matter what this new musician boyfriend is doing on tour, she's automatically telling the bouncer, you can let in these thoughts before he's even gone, before the party even starts, right? Totally. And I was talking to her. I'm like, you can't stress one lesson I learned. So my, I'm going to, I'm going to babble about this for a second too. My mom, when my mom was alive, she broke her hip in Germany. Okay. We were on vacation, broke her hip in a small town in Germany. Right. And yeah. Oh my God. We were like, this couldn't be worse. You know, no American health insurance, no, like all kinds of other stuff. We didn't know what the doctors were going to be like. We, my sister was freaking out. Because she was like, what are we going to do? Where is she going to stay? Because the last time my mom broke a hip, it took her almost a year to recover. Now, thank God for German medicine. My mom was up and out the door within two weeks on her way back home. It was crazy. It was wow. crazy. It just it just goes to show that American healthcare system sucks, and they want to you they want to drain you of your money, right? So they keep you in rehab for a long time. But my point is. While we were in the situation, my sister was stressing, where are we going to put her? We can't have her at my house. My boyfriend doesn't want her there. Great guy. Um, But also like, you know, how are we going to pay for this? This is going to be so expensive. How are we going to get her on a plane and get her home eventually? Where is she going to do when we get home? All this stuff she was stressing out about. And I had to turn to her and be like, Courtney, none of this stuff has happened yet. 
you're literally stressing about stuff that doesn't exist. You might as well be stressing about pterodactyls that are coming down to fucking steal your baby because there's no pterodactyls and you don't have a baby, you know? So like, why are you stressing about these things right now? If you just turn your mindset to that, I'll worry about it when it happens, Mm -hmm. then your whole life can change because most of the time, 99% of the time, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Right. So yeah. this girl with her musician boyfriend, I'm telling her that I'm like, first of all, let him prove to you that that's not going to happen, you know, because yeah. I got to tell you what, back to your original question in my past relationships, I made up stuff that was not happening in our relationship and acted as if they were. And then that forced the person I was with to almost go and do those things. Sure. Or if she's like, I'm being punished for it. What the fuck am I like? What What's the point of me being in this relationship where I'm going to get punished, punished for stuff that doesn't happen? Exactly. You know? So that's just one example that I've always yeah. gone through. Another- but I think in my next relationship, I'm going to be like, listen, if it happens, I'll deal with it then. If it doesn't, why am I going to create a situation that doesn't exist? Yeah. And it's not to say, again, to ignore some signs or red flags. It's just to, if these things are coming up for you, if there's an issue in your relationship that's coming up or you find yourself worrying about something, try this, try this exercise, try thinking about this, become aware of this practice and see if it changes the current situation. If it does, then clearly it was just a worry or you needing to shift your focus or bringing in past insecurities from other relationships like this girl with the musician boyfriend, like which, which makes total sense. I think anybody it makes sense. would do that. It makes sense. But now you have your, you like, hopefully this will help you with tools that'll be like, okay, he hasn't texted me in, in a night after a show and he said he would. Maybe I, now we'll, maybe I have a way to bring this up to him. That's not making him defensive and to let him know that this bothers me and that now I won't spin off into another world where he's, you know, training like eight girls on a bus. Right. Yeah, exactly. So it kind of keeps you in line. It, it keeps you from going down the anxiety rabbit hole and it sort of like teaches you to, you know, shift your perspective. Yeah. And also I think it gives you a little empathy for your partner too. It kind of like creates more of a partnership vibe because in certain situations you could be trying to see things through their eyes and having a little more understanding and being like, okay, yeah, like if I were them, I'd probably do the same thing. It doesn't have to mean disaster area. So also, also another one before we get into the exercises that I have, I actually have this tattoo on my finger. People make fun of me because it's a broken heart tattoo, but it's on my fuck you finger uh to remind me Gandhi said, no one can hurt you without your permission. I think I've said that before on this show, Yeah, but that has changed my life so much that no one can hurt you without your permission. So you decide how you feel. You decide how you act. You decide what feelings you're going to respond to and what you're not going to respond to. And I think that's a direct correlation to this RAS, right? It's letting you know that your brain has the power to say, nope, I choose to do this instead. Yeah, it's it's science, you guys. This This is fact. This is not like some hokey YouTube video we watched. Not that... Abraham Hicks is hokey, but I'm just saying like, it's not this. Some of her cartoons are sometimes some of her her voices, people, some of the people that go on and ask the stupidest questions drive me fucking crazy. No, but yeah, go ahead. 
Why are you even there? Read the fucking book. You're asking the same question everybody else just asked. Just totally. read the damn book or, or listen to the tape. Uh, it drives me nuts. I can't listen the to it. RES me. bouncer at those show, those live shows needs to filter those people out. Yeah. So, okay. So there's an exercise that will help you guys um, recognize that this is a- an actual thing. And the good thing about this exercise is A, it proves that this is real and B, it it happens in real time. Like you right now could do this exercise and within maybe one second to potentially to an hour, you will, the, you will see that this is real, which Ooh, I don't give them a time frame. You're going to get in trouble. No, That's like I'm a psychic saying. being like in one no, month. <laughs> you should, if you're, if you're actively doing it, you should see what you're looking for. You should have an initial feeling of it. You should have an initial feeling of it, right? It should happen, yes. And then there, and that is proof that you're actually training your brain. So this exercise is what Mel Robbins does, and it's called looking for hearts. This could be Mm -hmm. anything. Rob and I have read a book, Jen included, called E Squared, where they say look for gold cars, whatever you want. But we like looking for hearts because this is a podcast about dating and relationships. You were talking about this on the last episode, right? Where we were talking, you were like, when when you're look when you're buying a new car, yes, and that's the only car you see now. Yes, exactly. So because you're telling your brain that's what's important, you've been doing research on the computer, and now it's on your mind. And so your brain thinks that's important. So now all of a sudden, you're seeing all these cars on the road where before nobody drove this car. And now you're like, I'm, I wanted this car too. And now everyone has it. No, the car was there the whole time. You just didn't tell your brain it was important enough to see. Love can be complicated and sex adds its own complexity to the mix, which is why we're always on the hunt for ways to better our relationships. We're excited to tell you about Love Shop, a marketplace with a huge variety of high-quality sex toys that makes the world of sex a bit more lovely. And this isn't just for women. Men can shop and have a great time, too. That's right. And you know we love when everyone can join in on the fun. Love Shop has been helping singles and couples alike destigmatize sex and is passionate about normalizing the conversation around it. And with Father's Day right around the corner, maybe you ladies out there want to give your baby daddy a Father's Day present that makes them feel a little bit more appreciated in a less conventional way. Oh, I know my husband would really like that. Okay, guys, there is also a major bonus to shopping at Love Shop. Not only do they make things easier by offering free shipping on all orders over $69, wink, wink, but they also ship discreetly within two to four days all across North America, which is a great way to keep your gift ideas a secret. Head to loveshoptoys.com slash it's complicated and enter code it's complicated to save 20% off almost all regular price products. And stay up to speed on all of Love Shop's amazing products by following them at Love Shop Toys on Instagram. Because life is too short for bad sex. So this exercise looking for hearts is, like we said, a way to change your brain right now and show, tell the bouncer to only let hearts into this club. Okay, so you're going to look for them in real life. You're not going to like draw hard on a piece of paper and be like, there it is. But you're going to be like walking on the sidewalk and you're going to look down and be like, oh my God, look at that like 
smudge on the sidewalk. It's in the shape of a heart or like, Oh, so we're doing like actual hearts. Yes. You're looking for actual heart You're shapes. You're looking for a heart shape. You might be telling yourself you need to look for hearts. So all of a sudden you look at your friend's sweater who has this like crazy pattern on their sweater and one of the little splotches is in the shape of a heart. Or mm. you look in the sky and there's clouds of heart or the leaf that just fell in front of you in the backyard. It comes down. It's a heart. Like these have been there. The whole time, the cloud was there, the shape on the sweater was there. You would have never noticed it because you didn't make it important. So if you, so when you're looking for, when you're looking for these hearts, you're not like, when I see a heart, it's going to change my life. You're like, all right, this is just step one of the process to show, to show my cognitive brain that my subconscious brain is, they're working together. Yes. This is a way to prove in real time that this RAS is a thing. This filter is a thing and you are doing it right now. You are proving to yourself and you just do it every day because then you keep your brain active and you, you know, remind yourself that you have control over your brain. And I'm always looking for hearts now since I look, look, listen to that Mel Robbins podcast, like a couple weeks ago, I'm like, Oh, there's a heart. There's a heart. And like, this is a heart, like in the tile on my shower, I've been showering in this shower for three fucking years and I've never seen this heart before. And now that's all I see. So do you, so if you do this exercise, then you can, you know that you're in control of changing your mindset and this neuroscience is working for you. And now you're going to be, but it could be anything, right? Like wasn't E squared. Wasn't it like butterflies? Like look for a butterfly. It was gold cars, I think, because it's kind of odd, like a gold car. Like you don't ever, people don't, but you know, then you actively look for them and they're actually more common than you think. It's just that you weren't really like paying attention to look for them, but your brain is kind of like, and you don't even have to be actively like telling yourself, okay, look for hearts, look for hearts, look for hearts, look for hearts. Like if it's, if you play this game like a couple of times and say it, then like you'll notice, you'll just see them. Like, I'm not like, Ooh, I'm looking for heart. Like while trying to take care of the kids, I'm not like dazing off looking for hearts. I just will scan the room and all of a sudden I'm like, Ooh, heart. I wonder if this is like good to do. And maybe I'm skipping ahead. I don't know, but I'm wondering if this is good to do if like when negative thoughts. So I had another friend who had like, who she got called up into the, uh, she was, she got a call from her boss to come up and like see her. And she was like, I just convinced myself I was fired. Yeah, right. Cool. She's like, I, like I was, I was done. I was fired. And people do this all the time. Whenever it's like, Hey man, can you give me a call? It's like, I'm in trouble. Why am I in trouble? What did I do? What's the bad thing that happened? How's this going to play out? Right. Boyfriend, so girlfriend says we need to talk and you're like, we need to talk. Oh, that's the big one. Right. We need to talk, but don't phrase it like that. You asshole. Yeah, it differently. Okay. We need to talk is just aggressive, totally but maybe, different. maybe I'm just like, I said, I'm skipping ahead here, but maybe when you, get that phone call or that text we need to talk or the come see me in my office. That's when you start looking for hearts. Yeah. Right? You can and then, and then when you see the heart, you're like, Oh, now I'm in control of my brain. Then you start submitting the positive thoughts in there yes. on if top you of the negative. Initiate the exercise in that moment to help you or just know that it's there. And you, it's not as to say you need to erase these thoughts from your mind because like your thought, ha- your mind has like a billion thoughts a day. Like that's hard to do. It's just to like, let remind yourself like, okay, yeah, your 
boss is like, hey, come into my office, or your boyfriend or girlfriend's like, hey, can you give me a call in a second? I have to talk to you about something. Like, they're not like, we need to talk, but they like phrase it a little cuter. Like, you still might have a moment where you're like, uh, uh oh, what's yeah, that? I mean, if I get a text from any of my friends and they're like, yo, man, you around? I'm like, uh, what did I do? Why? What, what happened? What, then yeah, why? What's- you need to also let yourself be aware and tell your bouncer. I didn't do anything. As as, yeah, it can be as simple as, I don't know what this is but I'm going to find out Mm -hmm. How about that. Like that's way more relaxing than, Oh fuck. Like, you know what I mean? Like you don't need to then be like, Oh, they're calling me to tell me I'm pretty. Like don't also make up some other story. That's not true, but just be comfortable in the fact that you don't know and that it's okay. And that I'm, I'm in control and I'm going to find out or don't stress about things that don't exist. Yeah. Like I, and I'm going to figure this out when I talk to right. this, I'm going to figure this out. Like that's okay. So try this looking for hearts exercise and use it whenever you need to and remind yourself that you're in control and that you yeah. can change your focus. And so we're going to go over a couple of <clears throat> situations in dating and relationships where like this might come up, even though we brought some up already, but like, again, it's important to know that like not to confuse this advice with us telling you to ignore like moral issues um, or red flags, just simply by choosing to rephrase your mindset. Like, Oh no, it's fine that he had sex with my friend because he just has a lot of love to give or whatever. Like clearly we're yeah, not. It's okay that he had the, he, he did a train of girls on the bus because you know, he's, he's a musician and that's what they have to do to succeed. I yeah. like this. This is like a sex train. Is this a thing? Like sex that? train. Yeah. Like running a train. So like, what you is know, that? Run- I've heard this before. Like you mean like you do sex with one person and like right onto the another and then right onto the another. Yeah. 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 Like it's thing. just a continuous train of b- b- amount of people training. Going, going car, train car to train car with your penis. And the, the train car is the vagina or yeah. Or your your penis stays still on the girl in the train is other. It's just called oh. running the train. It's m- multiple okay, people. See how you change the perspective on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking about it like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, for example, let's say your partner and you are bickering a lot because somebody isn't pulling the weight with the things around the house. Like my favorite example, I always unload the dishwasher. <laughs> God damn it, James. Listen to this podcast and unload the goddamn dishwasher. Holy (laughs) shit. Okay, but the way you can train your brain, like obviously you're like, well, this is actually what's happening. Like this is my reality. How am I going to train my brain to do, I think about this anything, any way different. Like I actually physically unload the fucking dishwasher. So like, what is there to think differently on this? But this is what we are suggesting. Here's an example. So maybe you ask yourself like, is this really important to me? Is unloading the dishwasher why I fell in love with this person? Was it because mm. like, is that in my vows? Like I love when you unload the dishwasher. I knew you were. Or you, or you must, un- like I take you for yeah. sickness and in health, but you like, better fucking unload the dishwasher or I'm done. If, if you can focus on the many things that that person contributes to the relationship, because clearly if you're in a relationship with them, they're contributing in some way, correct? Oh, I like it. So when you're getting mad, unloading the dishwasher and your initial thought is look for hearts, then you, it's, you're not looking for hearts in that situation. You're looking for the good things about that person. You're saying, okay, fine. I might not like 
unloading the dishwasher, but James goes out and builds people's houses for them while I'm home unloading the dishwasher. So what? He, contributes, <laughs> he contributes in a very fair way. And yeah, I'd say that's a little unbalanced in the, yeah, in the fair know, category. Like, job like i like or whatever it can be other things like he right you know hangs the tvs in this house like i don't fucking mount the tvs in this house he does so like i you if you just in your brain to focus on the thing if you're thinking about contribution and it feels unbalanced think about the things that they are contributing your partner is contributing and remember all those things and those things will get filtered into your brain suddenly now you have this new love and admiration for your partner and all the things they do instead of just focusing on the thing you do that you think is annoying right it's 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 a big example of taking the power back for yourself because what this is all doing and like my example with the no one can hurt you without your permission and the don't stress about it until it exists is that you're giving the power to outside forces right you're giving all of this energy and and permission to all these outside forces to what makes us humans our ability to choose how we feel right yeah. i think so like another example is not initiating sex enough yeah right and you're giving your your partner the power to make you feel unattractive to make you feel like you're not desired enough to make you feel like you know there's somebody better out there that they sure. want to go be with Right. But if you take that power back and make yourself feel sexy, know that you feel good, know that you're the fucking best person anybody could ever be with. So why they're they're, let them go be with somebody else then because I'm the best. Do you know, like if you change that, that position and you're finding your heart for yourself. Totally. That's, that's going to change. Not probably not only, your perspective on you, but then your partner's perspective on you, because you're going to be exuding something different than like desperation. Totally. That's it's twofold. That one, which is a great example. And like, you would just ask yourself in those situations, like how does your partner make you feel attractive or desired outside of sex? So like, what are you filtering in? You're only, you're only telling the bouncer like, Oh, he you go to sleep. And then at night you turn the lights off, you shut your eyes, you pull the covers over and you're like, bouncer says no sex see no sex again no sex again no sex again right oh, i looked at right. him i winked at him i touched his ass and he still didn't have sex with me like what about the other things that happen in the relationship that make you feel sexy that make you feel desire that make you f- that bring up some passionate thoughts anything figure out how to let those thoughts in. focus on those those are the hearts you're looking for right and I think it's right. And I think it's, I think what this whole podcast is, is pretty much it, it, like we have so many therapists and coaches and all that other stuff on here, psychics, um, that do know what they're talking about. I mean, God, I learned so much from some of them. Um, but it doesn't have to be a 10 week course. No. It doesn't have to be 17 books. It doesn't have to be 34 podcasts in a year. You know, it can just be changing that little thing, the little way you see things that lets you go, okay, not this time, you know, and then slow. Yeah. Not today. Right. Not today. Satan. Yeah. As they say. 
Right. Okay. One other good example that we're going to bring up because we've talked about it on this show a lot is keeping score. We've had experts come in and say, don't keep score. Like that was some advice that I felt like was resonating. Well, that's your dishwasher thing, right? That's, yeah. Like it, keeping score, like it just pits you against each other, creates a divide, creates resentment. So if you're keeping score, you, a thought might sound like this, like I always do X, Y, and Z and she never helps me. So you need to ask yourself, the heart here would be like, how to pay attention to the positive differences that make you a team. What are Mm. the things that your partner is good at that attracts you to them and how they help you with the things that you are not your strong suit. If you start focusing on those hearts, throwing up air quotes, if you will, the bouncer will let those moments in instead of just the keeping score moments of that divide you, they're going to let in the moments where it brings you together, um, highlights mm. that you're part of a team and highlights how a relationship in the world is filled with different people. And some people have things they're good at and some people do not. And if you're in a good relationship, maybe you have a nice balanced choreographed ballet where somebody comes in when someone's frustrated with the kids, they swoop in, they take them out of the room, they calm them down. Like, you know what I mean? That that's a moment that you would, that's a heart that you would take notice of. I mean, to go with the bouncer analogy, like the bottom line is that you make the list. Yeah. You make make the list of who gets into the party. It's your party. It's your party. You decide who the VIPs are. Right. And you're going to sit there and go, okay, these are the things that that are allowed into my brain. And if you, and if you make that list, then that's your fault. Right. But if you change the list to these are the only things I'm letting, like, it's not even who can't get in. It's like who can get in. Exactly. It's not who can't get in. Your brain can't differentiate because you're thinking about those things and they become important. So it's about who can get in. It's the focus on the important thing. So how now that we've gone over all this, then you are in, see, this is all, this is the kind of stuff where it's like. I'm really good at preaching about it when I'm not in a relationship. Like (laughs) I'm really good at being like, I'm going to do this and this, and this is my mindset. And this is how I feel because you know, when, when you're not in a relationship, you don't have the other half of it really testing you about it. You know? And even when you're in a relationship, if you talk about things in the future, you don't actually know how you're going to do it in the moment because you're not going to go back to five years ago when you had this conversation about how you're going to parent your children. No, but you can take it from here on and go like, like I know now, which is why I still don't understand why James and fucking Dan don't listen to this podcast. I mean, they would have, they would learn so goddamn much if they just, I, if I, if, if, if you, one of you was my significant other, I'd be listening to it every week. Cause I'd be like, Oh, that's what she feels. Oh, that's what she wants. Oh, this is how she thinks. And, 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 and okay. Well now if I implement this, I don't understand. I don't understand. I have to have a, a sidebar with these two people. Yeah, I mean, I but, think also if we just live, Jen and I live our lives the way we live our lives and we practice what we preach, like they're kind of getting it anyway. But yeah, I mean, yes, it would be. But a- that's the point. Like what, how are you going to like now? Like we're talking. So, so like I said, I am single but I know now that when I'm in a situation, I've learned, you know, don't stress about things until they exist and no one can hurt you without your permission. So now when I'm in a relationship, I get to put that into practice, right? Or see if I can, or at least acknowledge that it's there. How, when you, how are you going to do it 
on a day-to-day basis besides just looking for hearts? Right. Well, the looking for hearts is obviously the exercise that proves that this is real and right. that you can change your mindset. So then you re- it replace those hearts with whatever you need to replace them with, like in the situations that we just listed, those examples. Um, and also- I mean, it's said, easier said than done though, right? I mean, like I've been asking for a- I've been asking for a sign to get a puppy for the last like six months and I have gotten a million signs and I'm still questioning if I'm going to get a puppy, you know? So like you can say this is working, but then you have to make it work. Sure. You have to make it work. You have to trust the process. You have to take the leap of faith. It's hard. Like that's always the hardest part too. Like the anticipatory anxiety kind of like puts you at a standstill and then you do the thing and then you're like, Oh fuck. Why didn't I do that a long time ago? And then you regret like that. Those are things you can remember too. Like, Hey, historically speaking, I usually kind of mull over things a little too long. Like maybe I should just do the thing, but this, yeah. I mean, I think you're dealing with default mode here. You're dealing with trying to erase old patterns or mm-hmm. old insecurities or whatever. So yeah, it's not like, well, once you start looking for hearts, now you're just going to get good at this game and only focusing on that positive and the bouncer is only letting great things in. And now your life's like a fucking Disney movie or a rom-com. Like clearly that's not going to happen. It's just something to remind yourself to keep sort of practicing it. This is like not new knowledge for me, but it just kind of resurfaced again recently. And so I've got to kind of like get in the practice of, like firing up the RAS, knowing that I have control over things, viewing things a little bit differently, not getting offended so easily sometimes because that's like, well, do you think talking to James about it and like, yes, using and like him doing it too is going to like, if, like if you told James, Hey, every time we're in one of these petty little arguments about the dishwasher or about hanging TVs and building houses for needy people, um, why don't one of us just say hearts? You know, like you say hearts, hearts, hearts. And then like, even if you're in the most, you know, turbulent situation, you can be like, for that one moment, you get that bouncer will step up and be like, yo, whoa, 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 what's going on here? Spin on this thing, right? Yeah. Or not even what's a positive spin, but like, oh shit, it doesn't have to be this bad. It doesn't have to be like this big of a deal between the two of us because hearts. What is the other, how can we shift our focus in this situation to look at or in the future remind ourselves that there is good here and again if there isn't there isn't this is all a sign for you then like get out of that relationship yeah 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 Yeah, we're not asking again like yeah disclaimer all over the place we're not saying take a bad situation and ignore it and just make a positive spin out of it like oh my new my boyfriend has a new girlfriend that's great for him you know like even though we're still in a relationship it's nice that he's getting double the sex yeah. like you don't you like don't put like positive spins on it like that don't but it not make sense d- but like basically don't let your brain get out of control with the negative things that exactly. aren't there like if issues keep coming enough up enough for you to notice then it's fair to ask yourself if a change of mindset might resolve the problem and if you know that your brain can shift focus to make these new ideas around these issues that keep coming up, then you might not be as bothered by them when they come up next time. So, so this can in dating and relationships. And again, guys, it's not just Rob, you asked me specifically, like, how am I going to use this? Like, this is coming up for dating too. Like maybe someone's on an app and they're fucking annoyed at the swiping. Like, try to change your mindset on it and see and if and if you can't shift to another way of dating but this is just something to sort of test you in the moment to see if 
let's keep pushing forward with this thing or not, right? So in dating and relationships, um, this can result in like less feeling like the feeling of insecurity being less, less arguments, less resentment, less um, anxiety surrounding going on dates or swiping or any of that. And it's just going to foster like positivity um, in yourself and good positivity and good thoughts and communication between you and your partner if you're in a relationship. So this, this is why we wanted to talk about this today. It's important practice in general, but if you can hone it in on dating and or relationships, whichever, whatever place you're at right now, you should give it a try. Practice the exercise looking for hearts, shift it into specific situations that bother you and see what you come up with. Yeah. I mean, it's an everyday, it'll, it'll help. Like we said in the beginning, it'll help with everyday stuff. Also, it'll help with work. It'll help with everything, but basically just real, remember that you have the power to, for how you feel. And you have the, nobody else gives you anything else. Even love, I believe. I believe that you choose who you love and you choose who you allow loves you, right? So like even that feeling you choose. So just remember that you're in control. And when you look for the hearts or the butterflies or the gold cars, which I still don't even know what city you have to be in to fucking see those. I saw But um, you saw gold. Well, you're in LA. That makes sense. Yeah. I saw gold cars. If you do it, Rob, you go. I want on the next podcast, I want you to look for hearts because we're talking about love and relationships. So I see you, hearts everywhere. I have a heart on my finger. I see okay, hearts everywhere. I know, but like in real life, like not like the drawing of. The I heart. want to look for. I, I read E squared and the other one. It's gold was, cars. Her, her, I thought it was blue butterflies. Well, I think it's gold but, cars. I want, fine. I want you. There are gold cars in this world. So I want you. I will look for gold cars. I will count the amount of gold cars I see. Until the next show. And I want a number, please, to prove that your RAS is now working in your favor. And I'll even send you pictures of them when I see them. Fucking pictures of gold cars, please. You can also send your partner pictures of hearts. If you're looking for hearts and but let them know what you're look, but that you've, that you're yeah, doing this before you them. start sending them a shit ton of hearts. Right. Play the game with them. And also keep playing our game. Keep tuning into it's complicated where you can listen to all of our episodes where we talk all of the dating and relationship stuff and gold hearts and science and neuroscience and psychics and all the fun things. And mm-hmm. while you're there, Please subscribe, rate, comment, and share with a friend. And if you want to join the class of Master Daters, do not forget to follow us on social media at Complicated Show. And Rob, where can everyone find you? Everybody can find me at Foreverzevers, F-O-R-E-V-E-R-S-E-V-O-R-S on Instagram. And you can find me at Lauren Leonelli on all the social meds. And you can follow Jen at Jennifer Golden, one N, on all the social meds as well. Yep. And guys, we will see you next week with a really cool podcast. So tune in. And a number of gold cars that you saw, Rob. And my gold cars. All right. Thank you for listening to It's Complicated. And now that we're going steady, come back next week for another date with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers.